Hello and welcome to the Utah Comedians Podcast, where a couple of comedians from Utah sit around and Emphasis talk about- Emphasis on a couple. There are five of us here. <laughs> the a... rest of us are normal. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hey, Good, hey, hey, healthy, couple, couple. normals. Yeah, yeah. That's something that needs to be talked about. Several versus couple. How strict are you personally about Incredibly. the use? I'm not. I have never met anybody with any Hold degree up. of significant education who would claim that a couple represents any quantity more than I would call you and your significant other are a couple. Polyamorous people don't refer to their collective grouping <laughs> as a couple. And that's their Maybe problem. Maybe they do. I don't know hey, any I, of them. I, I would like to interject. I have multiple college degrees. And therefore, I think that quantifies some level of education. No, it's all about uh, your street nah, nah, smarts. Nah, 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 nah. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. I don't even say couple. I'd say we got a cup of people on this podcast. Yeah, couple. <laughs> couple. I, I agree with Cody. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, no, but seriously, if you're being strict about the word couple versus several, what is there to be strict about? That's like being strict about the number two. Okay. All right. Yeah. Look. Spelled T O. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Utahan. Utahns have particular problems with prepositions. And calling things pop. What do you mean by that? Uh, That's true. In and on. And so forth. I'm These types in. of words. The only, are we, the are only we thing that on a podcast? Are we is... in a podcast? Are we at a podcast? On for sure. This is but, all. But you know what? He's right. If we, if we drill down into Utah colloquial screw ups... It's going to go deep, dog. It's like calling it's, things hurricane. It's just part of the dialect. <laughs> yeah. Like what's, what's everybody has a dialect, you know? I lived it I lived in Chicago. They talk a certain way. I lived in Arizona. They talk the same as here. You go to California. I don't understand what any of those people are saying. <laughs> Leave us alone. Here here's here's the deal, right? It's fine if your regional dialect means that y'all is just the general way that you refer to people. I think y'all is a very useful word. What I don't agree with is that 90% of high school teachers and most of my college professors think that hide is the opposite of width. Hide the. H I D T H. Everybody! Wait, that's Gary height. Oldman like voice. Height. Everybody, like height? That's wrong. Height. Height. Is is wrong. I would agree what? that a couple people say that. Too many. Yeah, a couple people be I, saying I, that, man. I, I'd, say, I'd say there's a cup out there that will. There's a cuppa. Look, you got the there's... width and you got the height. Let them live, Hi- man. So, wait, height isn't a word. Height is not yeah, a wait, word. Wait, it's wait, wait. No, it totally is. The width wait, and wait, height. H e. You're the one that defended saying hurricane as hurricane. Yeah, that's so regional. There's a difference between <laughs> I speak regionally and a term that is just wrong for that unit hurricane, of measurement. Hurricane. hurricane is just wrong. Hurricane is hurricane a is not a unit of measurement. Wait, but it's it still is. a word. Well, hold on, is height really not even a word? At height all? is not a word. H i d t h is not. Oh, h e i g t h is a word. Height is not a word. H e i g t h is not a word. Height is the only correct version of this word today. Height. Is no longer considered a standard spelling of the word. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No longer? I'm throwing wrenches in the gears, boys. You want to talk about things that used to be acceptable in this state? We can pull up. Yeah, okay. There are reasons but, we ban these things. My question is when? Because I'm not gonna if look this that is far deeply ingrained <laughs> enough, specifically in the teacher generation, it makes total sense. And you can't even hate on them that bad because if the rug was pulled out from under them, 
Like, come on, dog. I don't know, man. I'm a hater. <laughs> what? I mean, the dictionary comes out. The, the word of a year, the word of the year in 2019, I think was an emoji. Like, the dictionary does them. dumb stuff all the time. But height was never a thing. No, the I, word I think of the that's, year? That's fun theory, man. Word of the Just, year exists? You know, switching it up, yeah. Yeah, dictionaries named words of the years, and it was an, emo- it was an emoji at least one year. It might have been 2018. Not good for them, man. No, that's a UTF-8 up. character. That's not a word. What's UTF-8? <laughs> I don't want to get into this. Not until you announce it as the Computer Scientist Podcast. Then we'll have a really good cold open. Well, three, three out of five of us. We, we learned yeah, how you feel about, anything about local computers. jargon. We learned how you feel about local jargon today. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people with thick accents. I um, Merriam-Webster says height is a noun. Merriam-Webster, bro. <laughs> That's the official dictionary of the world. This is chiefly dialectical variant of height. So it's dialect, so it comes down to region again. Yeah. The teachers were right. So the man <laughs> who just went on a tirade about regional dialect has to accept that <laughs> I his then also tirade was partially incorrect. I actually, I will take this L, actually. <laughs> Here, so hold this. <laughs> that, that was actually Merriam-Webster. I mean, a tirade of I, I'm not saying dialect. that I agree with everything they've ever done, but... Pog. All right, you kind of got me there. Yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah, you got me on that one. Well, Pog has just gone that upside was our, down. That was our comedic set yeah that was that it. was our comedic set. <laughs> that was that was our wise guys warm-up i want to i want to apologize to everybody that was agreeing with me while listening to the podcast and then they the got five owned. minutes <laughs> they're like no, yeah no, logan's no. got a point and i Jake's have a responsibility like, actually, to logan, maybe make insane arguments but at least arguments you can agree with no, logan, but on all technical worry. counts i was don't wrong worry. on this one they listened to you they agreed with you and they stopped listening, so they're okay. They're there safe. We go. They're yeah. safe. They were only just like here just until like the, the people that uh, heard about the show from the Wiggles subreddit. <laughs> hey, oh, all I'm saying wink, is the Wiggles, wink. the Wiggles subreddit was more friendly to me than the Real Big Fish subreddit was. Are you surprised? <laughs> we were really mean to Real Big Fish. <laughs> no, nobody said anything. But I got a few upvotes. Dude, ah. The Real Big Fish Instagram page liked my post actually. Nice. Like two years nice. ago. You could probably just DM them and they respond. Yeah, it's like, hey, oh, are, are you the Wiggles? What happened to Greg? Are you Greg? <laughs> These are questions. <laughs> if we want to seriously talk about the Wiggles, I will do that. But <laughs> telling Wiggles fans that we crossed over to their show. We did. Aaron, there was, that was a new... We did. No, there was an intersection. You there know was what? a there... point of scientific... <laughs> scientifically. Nobody has proven to me that Real Big Fish isn't the Wiggles. <laughs> it could be <laughs> them just, doing I, their night job. I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's hard to argue with <laughs> no, that. No, no, no. I was on Album of the Week this week. Yeah, you were. And, and, and I, I, I was really, trying to transition with I the guys honestly who have very excited about the... Um, yeah, it was a good try. Oh, good try. I'm excited nice. about the Album of the Week this week. This, is, this album has maintained to be not the album that I listen to all the time, but an album that I have a lot of nostalgia for. It's an album that I have endearing memories with that I look at. Every time I see it, I go, oh, that's, that's a solid album. It's one I spun a ton in high school. Not again, not something I listen to all the time, but whenever I see it, I have to go in for it and I and I give it a spin. I really enjoy this album. Doesn't mean you have to. Um, anything you guys say negative about it will hurt me. <laughs> mm. 
Yep. That's, that's what I love but, when you host album of the week, when but, you always started off with like, <laughs> I will take it personally. But I, 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 I do just want to say that I love this album. God bless Tom Waits and Bone Machine is a solid album. By the way, just going to get that out, 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 the, out of the way to start off. The first track, um, well, almost every Tom Waits album after Frank's Wild Years featured at least one track with Les Claypool on bass. That was Les Claypool on bass. So Wait, much which makes sense now. And, and which Tom Waits, that makes the, fir- the first sense track. why I hated and that song. Les Claypool, <laughs> hey, Tommy the Cat, Tom Waits is Tommy the Cat and Tommy the Cat. Anyway. That's, that's an experience. A lot just really clicked you in my really, brain. You really shouldn't have said that because otherwise Logan Paul no, no, was going like, to strong opener. No, strong he, opener. He, he was, he was going to crap on it anyway, but it's his problem. Because you case. know what? You know what? Strong opener, actually. <laughs> I freaking love that first song, and it sets an amazing tone for the rest of the album. So, anyway, just getting that out there. Oh, are you? Is that it? That's it. Are that's you? Not, 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 <laughs> no, but I'm just putting that out there. Like, I didn't know it was Les Claypool. It does make sense, but it, it doesn't feel that far left field from the rest of the album. Honestly, it like sure it's Les Claypool, but it feels very coherent with the, everything else. Yeah, Les Claypool and Tom Waits are good friends. <laughs> makes total yeah, 100% makes absolute sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, this makes sense. All right, who's starting? Not me. <laughs> so I feel like you picked this album specifically because either last week or two weeks ago, I said I didn't know the difference between Tom Petty and Tom <laughs> that Waits. That was part you of did. it. <laughs> and you did say that, and I was just like, he does not know what kind of bullcrap he is spouting right now because Tom Petty could not be any more different. I I think you know the difference now and you'll never forget it. Aaron, my character development on the show has gone from being someone who acted like he knew everything to openly admitting when he's wrong that Merriam-Webster does define height (laughs) as a word. I've had an arc. arc, I I am ready to admit that it is not out of being stuck up about thinking I'm better than these people that I don't know the difference between Tom Petty and Tom Waits. I don't know them because I'm an ignorant millennial. Oh, it's not, a, I've I nothing against Z. either. Yeah, yeah, of them. You're, you're picking yeah, you're a zoomer. Yeah, you're a zoomer. Okay, please you're stop zoomer everybody. You're picking. I just accepted the millennial side of myself this Saturday. <laughs> and well, it's time to take it back, man. <laughs> you were a zoomer last time. I, I, I think you're like the oldest zoomer in the world. That's a that's that's a what I call Aaron the last millennial. Am I the youngest yeah. boomer then? Yeah, you're the yeah, young, you're the yeah. youngest boomer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, okay. Proceed. I want to hear though. So what did a, uh, what did a confused millennial make of this album? Let me tell you what. There's this streaming platform. It's pretty small. It's still getting traction. I don't know if you've heard of it. Called Netflix. I haven't. Um, tell me about. They it. were free. They were formerly called Quickster. Uh, when they launched their streaming service, does anybody remember that? No, okay. vaguely. Yeah. I, wow, no, I do. Old. I do. No, 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 I do. Quickster. Yeah, it had a little popcorn icon. Everybody hated it, and they were like, "Ah, never mind. We're just Netflix again." Back in the day, you used to have to get DVDs off Netflix, but now, now what you can do is you can watch a show on there called Peaky Blinders, in which Cillian Murphy and all Killian. his blue-eyed fashion goodness. Uh, will just stab people with razor blades in overly convoluted plots for f- six episode seasons. And the best part, the best, most iconic part of Peaky Blinders is at the very beginning where Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds perform Red Right Hand. And I'm just going to say that song is my 
only exposure to this type of music until literally this morning. Nick Cave's awesome. But let's talk about pretentious old guy mumbles lyrics over exotic instrumentation, pretentious type beats. He lives in a junkyard for <laughs> real at this point. He, he, I'm not going to say that his fan base isn't rather pretentious, but the man himself literally lives in a junkyard so that he can go around and grab trinkets and make noise with them. That's what Tom Waits does. That's yeah. like who he actually is. And he has curly hair, too. He doesn't He doesn't look like the eyebrow man. Like and he Nick just Cave. so happens to be a poet that loves junk. I all right. Let's, let's talk about this poet thing. <laughs> let's 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 talk about i'd also like to weigh on this after oh. logan's done let's talk about this poet thing because once upon a time there was a na- there was a man and his name was captain beefheart and there was also another man and his name was frank zappa shout out lo and behold there are now several men all of whom are barely keeping their lyrics on time and no we're not talking in the blue face sense all of whom are significantly older and have generally been making music for 30 40 years to the point where i'm convinced that the only way that you can get popular in the 70s stay alive all the way through the 2010s is if you make this kind of mumbly exotic percussion poetry type beats he was a cockroach okay so him and like every tom other waits. pretentious hey, here's, boomer something I, here's something i do have to paint maker. for the history so tom waits kind of starts off and he is just like the throaty piano guy who's who and he's writing like a lot of romance romantic music and then a trilogy comes out starting with swordfish trombones followed by rain dogs followed by frank's wild years all about his father and it's 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 loosely based around his his father's life and he just went nuts he just started doing this really strange stuff you should listen to pre-swordfish trombones tom waits because he was legitimately like a swooning piano well, well, guy singer let, let me and he just turned into this let me give credit where it's due i didn't like the opening track i was going to say that regardless of if it was less clay's pool or not and when the opening drum beats come up later in the album i always rolled my eyes but about five songs in i started to think this is pretty dang good music for whatever it took me a while to get used to his voice and it's not like i never got over it in the case of uh dave Grohl on what's the band neurosis Oh, yeah. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. (laughs) But but this guy, this guy, once, you know, my car wasn't running at 80 miles per hour and I could actually hear his voice, he's kind of got a knack for lyrics. He's kind of got a knack for saying evocative things in evocative ways. I just wish that the mixing on this thing wasn't so pretentious because I don't think it's his singing. I don't even think it's the way he writes his songs. But the mixing takes itself so seriously. I... The mixing treats it like spoken word, but it could treat it like the bangers of songs that are buried underneath the spoken word. I I, I do kind of understand what you're saying because it's obviously intentional, but at the same time, I don't think that there's... I, I think it's just, let's do experimental recording. Let's put the mic over there. I'll shout from this side of the room. I think that's more what's going on. Yeah, but honestly, I, I, though, it like, takes what, it away, what, though. What other mixing would work for this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, feel like it's I think it's, I think it's like echoey it and like the vocals sit on top of it awkwardly. Like that's the thing with Captain Beefheart and why 4chan's music board is always like, hey, I'm here to get into music. So they immediately recommend one of the strangest albums of all time. And one of the things about <laughs> Beefheart is that he can sing. He has a five octave vocal range and the stuff he says is pretty interesting. But uh, 
he the band would record and he would be behind a glass wall looking into the band and trying to guess when they were playing and singing at the same time. Like it has that kind of mixing to it where the vocals feel divorced from the instruments, which forced me to think about, oh boy, he's not just a songwriter. He's a poet. And I and he deserves it. He works for it and he earns it, but He's playing a little uh, close to the he, chest sometimes. I, I don't know. And I also, for the record, I think Tom Waits is really fun to watch interview. There's a famous inter- interview, I think, in the late 70s that um, allegedly uh, Heath Ledger referenced for the Joker character. And, and it's that. just Tom Waits being Tom Waits at that era. But like he was he was a drunk. He was like just smoking a cigarette the whole interview. And he is just like he acts like Joker. He honestly does. And mm-hmm. and um, interesting. I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not interesting, and I really like the songs. But you got to you got to admit, sometimes the I'm a poet is a little strong. Okay, on but this I, all I'm saying is you got to consider where he came from. I think having a Carnivals, little bit apparently, more, a little bit more context of his, his career would, I think, I, I I can see your conclusion from the perspective of only this album and only that, no other experiences. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of look at his career. Uh, I think there's a little bit more to it. Like, I think he really divorced himself from something that he was at a a different time. And and you know what? Good on him. But he's the reason that Johnny Cash ruined Hurt. That could be. Now, that could be. (laughs) All right, Cody, I want to hear it. Let's hear it, Cody. So, I listened to this album last night while I was playing Gran Turismo online. (laughs) Which is, it's a really odd combination, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Before I get into, like, anything about the album... I had a, when I, I tweeted that I was like, just listen to Tom Waits for the first time. Cause I knew like, I have a lot of followers that are into music that are going to know something about Tom Waits. And I got recommendations for, oh goodness, Mule Variations. Yeah. That's the album. That's after the one this. I've um, the Swordfish, Trombones and Alice. And then one of my friends specifically sent me the song, Frank's Wild Years. Yeah. That's so cool. That Frank, song Frank, rules. No, I was going to, so, oh man, I had such a hard time. Picking the album because it was between Frank's Wild Years, Mule Mule Variations, and this one. Because Mule Variations kind of will ease you into it. It's kind of more Johnny Cash-like. This one is pretty eccentric and just has some bangers that I just was like, I have to go with that one. Frank's Wild Years is probably my favorite album by him, but it's it's. I just I like the concept of like a spoken word over bluesy guitar and just the delivery of like a guy talking about drinking two Mickey's forties in his car, driving home and lighting everything on fire. It was really interesting. But then I like the actual album we listened to. I was like the bluesy songs. They were great. I think there's one called like Jesus was going to come. Yeah. 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 That song's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. He adopts a lisp in that song. I think it's cool. I'm not sure if it was like a guest singer or not. (laughs) That's a good song. The bluesy songs were great. And when you mentioned that Les Claypool was on here, it made a lot of sense because there was an immediate follow-up tweet that I sent last night that said, I really don't like these Primus and or the songs that sound like they influenced Primus. Mm. I like Primus, but I only need Primus. I don't need anybody else doing anything similar to Primus. I almost agreed with that guy. Except for... Um, <laughs> I think it went the other way. What is... One. I am blanking on the name, but it, it's like Les Claypool, Buckethead, and Bootsy Collins. Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> the Eyeball in the Sky. Uh, brain something. I, it's yeah, yeah, fantastic, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Bernie off brains. topic. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I really like the bluesy tracks, but the Primus, the Les Claypool, apparently, uh, there's a reason it sounded <laughs> like Primus. 
I, that part was missed on me. And my friend Mike, shout out to him. He was like, dude, you're going to end up liking those songs because I know you like Primus. They didn't hit for me at first either. And I was like, all right, well, you know. Going Out West is a cool song. I Don't Want to Grow Up, cool song. That was yeah. that was my favorite track. That's yeah. a good track. Yeah. I think yeah. the main problem I had was... I look good without a shirt. <laughs> was the context yeah. in which I listened to it last night because I was trying to pay attention to a like car racing simulator. <laughs> Not and really. listen to like this oddball music. It, it's it's a bad combo. Yeah, if you li- if you like this remotely, go and listen to Frank's Wild Years. I think Rain Dogs is his most critically acclaimed one, but I would say Frank's Wild Years. This Bone Machine. So I don't use Rate Your Music, but I use a similar site called Sputnik Music, and Bone Machine was the top rated album. On Interesting. There. Yeah, I know that Rain Dogs is kind of the one for a lot of people, but. I was listening to this in high school, I, I, I by the way. I have some things to say, but I don't <laughs> want to... Uh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, I'm a little surprised about that. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, Every week, my dad always asks me, like, hey, so what's the album this week? And I'm like, oh, it's Tom Waits, Bone Machines. <laughs> and Bone Machine, not plural, sorry, that was a slip. That was a boomer. A boomer, <laughs> a boomer slip. Boomer uh, <laughs> but yeah, my dad was like, oh, yeah, mm, actually, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that and... That's exactly like that. That phrase is exactly how I felt during the album. I was like, mm, uh, and like, I listened to it probably like five times on loop. I don't know any of the song titles. Mm. I just would recognize the first track and be like, hey, that's another play. Like, I kind of just had it on while I was playing games and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I liked it at first. But then actually, the more I listened to it, the more I didn't like it anymore. Mm. I just think, I, I don't know. I think it's too pretentious more than anything. Like, I know I listen Whoa. to a lot of, I know I listen to a lot of pretentious music. <laughs> I'm but biting like, my tongue at the moment. The highest yeah. rate your music score over yeah, here talking hey, about hey, pretentious. I, hey, <laughs> let us I listen. Know. Let us listen. But the, I think the difference is, is this guy, like, it's, I don't know, like someone like MF Doom is pretentious only because he's you know, 4.5 rape your music rapper or whatever. This guy is from the seventies and you know, before, before rate your music, uh, point averages were a thing, you know, like the, the poet thing, I guess is what you're mm, talking yeah. that was mentioned. Like I, first of all, I really don't like poetry in general. Mm. Like yeah, poetry honestly, sucks. I like poetry and I actually, I find his lyricism pretty cool. Yeah. Honestly. I, I mean, that's something that I've talked to my friends about actually a lot is like, you know, I really like visual art. I really like music, but poetry and dance are like the two that I'm just like, I've come around care. on dance in, in, I'm going to say within the last like three years, just because the what what broke it for me, and I think I have mentioned on the show, is I started thinking about when I'm playing drums. You know, what am I thinking about while I play play the drums? And that's a really hard thing to articulate because it's like, why do you know that you need to go in right there and bring the band together? And like, there is a lot when you play live music. There's a lot of unspoken stuff. It's a real conversation happening, and it's no words. It's really strange. And so I started thinking about what is it like. Like, what is a dancer thinking about? Like, what are they trying to express? And I don't, I still don't, I don't know the answer to that yeah. question, but I think that there is something there and I, that's my intrigue, but. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like dance more than poetry. Like I'm, I'm, I have no opinion of dance pretty much, but poetry, <laughs> I straight up just do not enjoy and find it very uninteresting to me. Hmm. And I will say, I know what you're all thinking. Oh, well, this man's favorite 
you know, oh, Bjork and like <laughs> so many other pretentious. Yes, that's <laughs> true. But, but I think at the end of the day, I just don't care for what Tom Waits has to say. And I do care. Like, it's just his whole junkyard vibe. I do not. It, what's interesting is I, I would say care. that they're like, I don't know. Rusty junkyard. They come from completely different worlds. But, but, but I would say that a character like MF Doom's nonchalant attitude towards the scene that he was part of is kind of what Tom Waits would be to another generation. Yeah. Not my generation. <laughs> so well, that's know. what it comes down to. But yeah, I, I, I personally look at what he does. I think he's a pretty interesting entertainer. Yeah. I think I he's, mean, he's got cool ideas, I, cool songwriting. And I think he broke a lot of boundaries in the music industry. Yeah. I know you're, I saw Craig post about him this week. Mm. Like actually, I think like yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, like Craig." Then when I well, then when I listen to it, I'm like, "This is a Nibo dude." Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Here's my deal. All right, all right. Here's my deal about this. Well, first and foremost, it's chill, bro, about the pretentious thing. You know, I am always down to let people. I, I I didn't mean to laugh. That was not cool of me. No, I don't care. But. We're taking our word back. <laughs> you you took my, it from us, and we're t- taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did think it was funny, because that was quite a clash, but I get it. My thing is, is Tom Waits, for me, this is, this is my take. He is an artist that I've heard a lot throughout my life, mostly because of Aaron. So I do have some secondhand nostalgia um, with Tom Waits. But he is the type of artist that I really really love his sound like this album i love this album however i would never ever listen to an artist like tom waits probably Mm. ever like this is not my scene at all yeah however because i was exposed through the course of my years on this planet i really like it I, i connect with it i like the poetry element of it i do in general like poetry so you know, I, I like it. What but. are your thoughts on that? Like bullying poem <laughs> that everybody had to watch in middle school. You know the one if that that's I'm talking what you're about. Basing your entire opinion of poetry. <laughs> At on. least seventy percent of my opinion <laughs> no. is from that. No. The rest is from slam actually, poetry that my history teacher made us watch in senior in high year. School, in high school, I had that's a kick butt poetry teacher. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, Meryl. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Kay's one of my favorite people yeah. in the world. She's incredible. And so I like poetry mostly because of what she showed me during that class, mm. honestly. Mm. But no. Stuff like Nick Cave, stuff mm-hmm. that is when he said the Nibo sound, <laughs> oh man, that <laughs> Yeah, first that, of all, that kills triggered. me. Yeah, right triggered. First I'm of like, all, no, 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 no. No, no, legitimately legitimately that. I mean, associating that with the f- I will say it is a Craig Nibo sound. Yeah, yeah, it, okay. yeah. it is a Craig uncle, N- uncle Nibo. No, no, seriously, yeah. my, my, my uncle is Craig very, and Larry. Yeah, m- well, Craig, Craig, just Craig. Specifically, I, that is a specific. And, and so, yeah. and I, I think that's cool. Like he has that in his bones more than I actually do. Yeah, but like I have listened to Tom Waits and always enjoyed what he does. And if you do watch him live and some of the things he's done he is a very i i think he's an interesting uh, entertainer my first exposure to tom waits actually was when um bad as me came out which i think it was 2011 i looked at this week it's his newest album 
I had a Zune HD. I remember that. <laughs> and thing. Zune HD, you it, it was it, it was kind of revolutionary in that it was trying to do what we now have with streaming platforms. It tried to be a streaming service. And every week it would have all the releases and I would always go and click on them and just listen to the samples. And I remember Bad As Me came out. This was my honest, honest to goodness, first exposure. Um, Bad As Me came out. I clicked on it and I was like, what is this? This sounds so unlike anything I've ever heard before. Because obviously like my dad's not really a huge fan of that that whole world. And so I started bringing it up to my dad and then my uncles and my uncle Craig was like, oh, I love Tom Waits. So yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. I think so. I've probably told, I talked about this with album or Aaron before, but uh, Doolittle by Pixies, dime album, except Silver. I hate Silver mm. so much. That song sucks. And this album is just Silver like 11 times. It's <laughs> like, dude, like that's immediately what I thought. Uh, I, can, like, I can hear what I, you're saying. I, I, like, I per- it's just personally, mm, though, like, like for me, it's not necessarily about each individual song like other than maybe jesus gonna be here and the first song and then one song off mule variations i probably would almost never turn on a specific tom Waits song it's the vibe it's the Mm. it's what it creates which again place yeah in the on this show i say it frequently depends on my mood because i'm not always yeah. gonna turn on tom waits mm, but yeah. there are some times when that just hits right that washed up lounge lizard mm. living in a freaking junkyard <laughs> 10 feet away from the mic it's it cool hits. it hits yeah sometimes. it is but it's it not does. it isn't like i think i've already well established on the show where aaron ends up is i listen to a lot of stoner rock type chill music that's what i listen to a lot and this isn't necessarily I mean, this really isn't in that. It's not. It's not congruent with that. But this is something that I have enjoyed and did listen to a lot, especially like when I was in high school. But whenever I see Bone Machine, I got to give it a spin. It's, yeah, this is a new way for you, dog. I'm kind of. Yeah, this. I is, turned this on and I was like, wow. I can't no, believe it, Aaron recommended it was this like album. Like the O plus like, S album. I yeah. Granted, I felt that way when you did Crash Test Dummies too. See, but Crash Test Dummies is kind of in that very same world. That's a very. It is. It's in the same world. I I do enjoy that sound. You did Songs of the Unforgiven or whatever yeah, it's called. Season yeah. Zero. <laughs> that is very much like Tom Waits vibe. It is. Yeah. The yeah, poetry. You know the poetry included is very poetic. Cody, I think you said something when I brought up the poets. Did well, you I just have, wanted to talk about, about the Les song. No, oh. it was the song about drinking 40s in your car and then burning your house down. I don't know. He says things every <laughs> once in a while that I, I'm like, I think that I look good without a shirt is a pretty good way to end your chorus. I look good without a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's great. It's great. Just, like, but he's like a bone. He's a he's yeah. a he's a junkyard guy, and he's saying that. That's that's something on his Spotify page said something about carnivals, and that's when it kind of clicked for me, dude. And and that honestly, that is the side of Primus, which kind of is Primus, but like that dark carnival, Satan Circus, Satan Circus vibe. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is like, I do like some Primus, like a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. but Tom Waits also has the very technic, like, I don't know. I don't know. It is very industrial ish, but it doesn't feel very industrial ish to me. It just feels more like banging on pots and pans and 
singing Yeah, poetry. is that what industrial is now? No. Okay. It is. no because, like, if you turn on like Gary Newman, Aaron likes Gary Newman. He turns him on every once in a while. Yeah. That is what I think of when I think of industrial. New Gary Newman. Post. That, that Gary Newman album from a couple years ago with that's him like in the desert. Good. That's a good album. I know. Old and when Gary he just old dropped man. a new single. Like, I, I think it's a good yeah. industrial thing, dude. No, I, Gary I Newman's like cool. It. I like, he's, he's definitely. Big change from cars. It's so weird because like, I don't. It, my relationship with industrial music is so weird because I don't listen to it a lot, but I, there's something about the pro, the production techniques in industrial music that I just think's fun. <laughs> yeah, but like th- that's what I'm saying about this album is this album's production techniques, which obviously didn't vibe with Logan. They feel like yeah, not not industrialish to me. Like they feel more like they're like adjacent to folk. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Mule Variations goes down the folk rabbit hole a lot more. That's why I didn't pick it. Frank's Wild Years is so out there that I felt like everybody was just going to come what here. What do you call this type of music? Singer-songwriter? Yeah, okay. singer-songwriter. But yeah. if I would have gone Frank's Wild Years, we would have just been yeah, talking about, about Primus. If, we, if I would have gone Mule Variations, a lot of you guys would have been like, this sounds kind of like... It's just a folk album. Well, you know, you're in a tough position because really the only albums that everybody seems to like consistently are Cody's prog metal albums. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I, I'm glad uh, you all gave it a spin. If you remotely enjoyed it, there are, he has, it, it's interesting because for me, aside from, I would say if you commit to Frank's Wild Years, it's a great album. But for me personally, a lot of his albums and I'm an a- by album listener, and that's why he's kind of hard for me to listen to consistently. He doesn't nail it in an album scope, in my opinion, but he has a lot of great songs. So, anyway, Tom Waits. I think I'm finally ready to listen to Murder Ballads by Nick Cave, though. So, you did prepare me Nick for that. Nick Cave's awesome. I like Nick Cave, but he's the same thing. Yeah, I, I can't touch Nick Cave, dude. I just know. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, listen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no, Viper! Oh no, Viper! We let you down. Uh, we this never trying to do pick an album. We did not. I wonder whose fault that was. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> you know what? We got to remember that we're, we are a product. Music's uh, laziest. Uh, the internet's laziest. I, I want to be music's laziest. I, wait. Music's I music's laziest. The, I want to be the internet's <laughs> laziest music nerd. I don't want to be the internet's actually drops the ball music nerd <laughs> Look, like i want to i want to earn a c in music nerd dumb i don't want to get like an f no no it's not an f you just need to you just need to tell the tell no, the i mean but no you need to tell the listeners how it know, really is you know this, working this, college in high school this, like if you just merely gave the least bit of a care about any assignment that you ever turned in on time you usually got a c this yeah, week a c. was yeah. a cleansing of the palate it was a cleansing. We I'm needed, to, we needed to cleanse <laughs> our palates. We need to cleanse them. We're coming back, Viper. But we needed to cleanse the palates first. So you just needed to say it right. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Don't. Yeah. This was don't an admit, intentional move. Don't admit <laughs> fault. Don't admit fault. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> Save face. Save face. I'm trying to grow as a character. Heck yeah. Maybe maybe Echo Eck actually did make me think about. <laughs> no. <laughs> music news. Uh, I got some music news actually. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, festivals are being announced. In mm. September now, and uh, not really that great of news, but it's just a set list. If you want to go to Vegas, September seventeenth, seventeenth through nineteenth, for what is it? Psycho? Uh, 
Life is Beautiful. Oh, oh that's the EDM time. one, huh? Mm-hmm. Billie Eilish, Green Day, Tame Impala, ASAP uh, Rocky. No, and Life Dylan is Francis. Beautiful. It's wow. the one that's I, had on, it's in downtown never... Vegas. It's like on the streets. Uh, I see. But yeah. You know I'm what I saw today, though? I mean, first like, one. I watched, I, last Saturday, I, I really, Father, I sinned. I sinned hard. <laughs> and I laid in bed all day and I watched YouTube. And when you watch YouTube for more than two hours, like, first two hours, you're like, I'm really learning. You know, I'm really getting something done. But after two hours on YouTube, then you start watching analysis youtubers like movie analysis youtubers and that's in my mind that's when things get dark because when i'm watching movie analysis that means the whole day is now going to be movie analysis youtube but but one thing that i did learn it's it's a Lindsay ellis video where it's called stephanie meyer i'm sorry and she talks about how fun it is to pick on media that teenage girls like She's like, nobody ever like blows apart like a, a Michael Bay action movie in the same way that everybody just roasted Twilight for all those years. Nobody is absolutely memeing on uh, like future or Blueface in the same way that it is so fun to hate on Ariana Grande or Billie Eilish. And it it's clicking something in my head here like... Wow, I really just took all these artists as a list of acceptable targets for a long time, and it kind of blew my mind. So, I just want to say, going forward, I'm going to make an effort to make fun of teen boy music and teen girl music equally. Nice. Fair enough. Nice. Fair enough. I Well done. <laughs> I don't know news. if that's something I can get behind, but I think it's something I can get behind. Everybody's getting crap. It, it sounds it sounds noble. It sounds noble. It sounds it noble. Sounds noble. Chivalry's <laughs> not dead. For every time, for every time I call Billie Eilish a poser for hiring Vince Staples to do a song with her, oh I must now go back, go back to myself and say, time to make fun of Five Flavor Fruit Punch. <laughs> well, you should have yeah. been doing that already. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop calling them that. Uh, uh, I am addicted to insulting them with that name. I, I actually... <laughs> Uh, was awoken this morning to some music news. It looks like Paul McCartney's announcing an album that features <sighs> Beck, Damon Albarn, St. Vincent, and others in some way. Yikes. Way. Yeah, have you listened is to Paul his Ma- albums, though? Is Paul McCartney... <laughs> this is a legitimate have question. This by you? <laughs> I'm All not I'm even saying is that's like that. F-U-H? Yes. No, yeah, F-U-H. F-U-H-U. All I'm saying is he's uh, gathered a lot. He also got uh, Phoebe Bridgers. I'm just saying that Paul McCartney Talk is about a come so up on her end in the last few years. Yeah. Embarrassing. That Rolling Stone literally dethroned him from top 100 albums of all time. McCartney? Yeah, they uh. they put Sgt. Pepper up there. Paul McCartney was then so embarrassing that they put Marvin Gaye back at the number 1 spot where he deserves it. Yeah, I say, yeah, go ahead and kick the Beatles out, man. Yeah, just get them out of here. <laughs> what what's even the point of considering them part of the musical canon anymore? Oh boy. I, That's a bucket of worms. I'm not going to dig yeah, into. I actually happen one. to know that Damon likes the Beatles. <laughs> I, I I saw his data. I saw his data. Yeah. We're talking number four or something. No, it wasn't that high. It was really high. <laughs> it was like it was Denial's top ten. The first step. It was no. top ten, but hey, it wasn't top four, right? <laughs> I, I think it was. No, nah, I think it was Tribe Called Quest, MF Doom, then Mad Villain. For whatever reason, then Bjork was definitely number four. Oh, okay, Man, and, you're right. It was, it was, it was, York Beatles. It was like, the, like, the, like, there's the exponential. Okay. Clearly listening to this and, and the Beatles are in, the they're meat. in the, yeah. they're in the meat. 
Which yep. is, I'm not faulting you at all. I think the Beatles are cool. I am faulting you, Damon. I thought we were cool now. <laughs> no, but <laughs> speaking about the freaking the the festivals starting again in September, like it's weird. Justin Bieber still has an active show he hasn't canceled in June. Yeah, same with the weekend. Yeah, but mm. but Taylor Swift just pulled all her tour dates. Again, so, I think it's barely, I think it's like going to be really ago. competitive to get stages. Like, I, be, I don't think there's going to be any room for people like. Well, at non-festival stages, but like somewhere like Vivint or USANA or the Complex, that's going to be, I think it's just going to be big names for yeah. at least a few months. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah. Hopefully yeah. it's affordable. It won't be. No. Nah. It, it won't be. Nope. It never was. Nothing like <laughs> Corona. <laughs> was. Coronkadonkis drained us all our money and the big artists are here to take what's left. Dang it. Yeah. Yep. You know what? But I am going to go and I'm going to buy one of those Rage tickets. I think I'm going to do the same. <laughs> I am buying one of those Rage tickets. I think tickets. I'm doing the same. Did they announce their dates? No, but it's just... Be- no, they haven't. But it's just got pushed back so much that you can mm. you can find tickets now from mm. independent Oh, that's not canceled, technically? No. I don't think... Yeah, they, they, they haven't said canceled the show. Getting Tom Morello is probably dying to get on the road. Hey, who wants to see a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer? <laughs> <Tom> <laughs> 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 did they officially get that? Did they win? Oh, we're talking. I, I think they did. Oh, I think yeah? they did. Yeah, that's, the kids. The kids will like me now. You guys know who Bruce, Bruce Springsteen is. Bruce Springsteen says I'm pretty all right. We're gonna that's we're gonna put him in the same breath as well everybody else that anybody who's taking guitar music seriously has been saying them in the same breath for six years. strings. It's six strings. It's immensely cringy, but yo, if I go to that show, I will rock just as hard as everybody else during Killing in the Name. Dude, do it. We it is gonna. We be, deserve it. Oh yeah. man, yeah. We it's. America absolutely deserves to have rage back. I don't know about all these other artists going to be selling out the stadium forever. I'm not going to go see the weekend, but yeah. I mean, as a country, I feel like we deserve to have rage back after after what we've been through. <laughs> yeah. After all that's happened. Yeah. I wonder what can we at least get. Rage I wonder what back, they'll be you know? raging against this time. They'll be rage, raging against. Uh, oh, there's there's plenty. To, there's plenty to rage. I know. Against. I know. It'll be interesting to see what they're raging <laughs> it is, against. It is kind of. Well, never mind. I don't know if I should get this. No, you probably no, shouldn't. No, should. uh, listen, I, without getting political, they'll be raging. All I was going to say is the timing for the first tour was going to be very interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was and now, now that we're yeah. past that, it's going to be interesting again. Uh, I guess. Well, I mean, Zach Taylor Roca, without like diving too deep into political theory, is still like. A straight up anarchist, like he hangs out the EZLN Chapat or Chap Zapatistas. Zapatistas. That's what I'm looking for in southern Mexico. Like he's still very about that life. Like, he does. There's no way that he sat down and was like, "Yeah, Joe Biden's the guy. I like him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's he's yeah. he Tom Morello on the other something hand. Else. <laughs> yeah, Tom I can't make any statements about him, but uh, I'd like to believe that he's still at least got some semblance of hope. I don't know. They, I those two always that dang those two class. those two never got along, and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I, I do think De La Roca believed in his message to the end, and Morello's kind of got dollar signs. In his I think, it's, I, I think he it's, was uh, like, "Come, it's come absolutely back to me, man. necessary yeah. for every great duo to hate each other to make anything great." I mean, it was not a duo. Listen, the bassist and the drummer are also <laughs> dude, they all okay. There's all a reason four of we them. got Audio Slave. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, your point though. I feel I feel like you necessarily like have to hate each other though, because if you like each other too much, you're just going to get married, and then you're never going to put anything out there. White stripes, gotcha. They they broke up. 
They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You got me. That was fueled by hate. <laughs> yeah, and but the marriage told thing Aaron about it's, it. a, it's a good question whether or not White Stripes was fueled by hate or not. <laughs> That's honestly a great question. It's hard to know. I'm on? just saying, I know plenty of guys, not naming names here, who are very happy that they don't have to deal with their wife for eight hours of the day when they go to work. I'm just saying. That's dark. That's dark. Wait, you plenty, to? plenty. Of, <laughs> that one went over my head. That one also went over my head. <laughs> I just what, think about that meme with like a super jacked Garfield on it. It's like back on the construction site, no <laughs> nagging wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Garfield, that. Garfield wow. for one. Wow. Garfield is very excited to get back on the job site. There is lasagna. I'm just there. saying that if I was if I was Meg White, Meg White, Meg White, yeah, <laughs> Egg White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, y'all. Get us to the next segment. Garfield. I had something to say. You said no longer care. You said it. We're millennials and Zoomers. We've moved on to the next part. I'm letting it go. This Fantano video made me so freaking curious to listen to the album. It's why it's probably awesome. No, I didn't. Did What's you? going on here? <laughs> why? I, this thing sold 600 copies when it dude, dropped. 600, all right? They have 2.6 million listeners on Spotify. Yeah, My yeah, friends. Like, so this was just like a big letdown or something? Everybody or just hates Trapped. They, that, the, wait, 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 wait. But then how do they have over 2 million listeners? That first album Headstrong. has Headstrong on <laughs> it. Headstrong is a popular ah, song, dude. Yeah. All the Halo generation. Hey. Hey, you <laughs> no, I'm be not, nice. I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying that that song. Like I remember talking to my boss at uh, the garden about it. Like I, I had to interview him for like one of my classes about his thoughts on music. He was like, dude, I remember me being like in middle school playing Halo with my Mountain Dew in hand and listening to Headstrong by Trapped. That is, was a, like, that's a vibe I've Head, experienced. Yeah. Headstrong is one of those songs that did have a place at some point in my life. <laughs> it, it, I, I li- that, I that, that is a, back in the day. That is a Halo Xbox. Like that is a pizza song. and Mountain Dew. Yeah, that. Hold that up, song would I, would I recognize there. this song if I heard it? Absolutely, oh, yeah. for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred, hundred percent. Like he quoted Sandstorm. He quoted it how many times mm-hmm. in the video? A little less than that. Headstrong, I'll take you I just, on. I watched it and I was, I was like anyone. actually trying to piece know, together. You are wrong. What Headstrong. actually happened on the album? Headstrong. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> like, that was the same thing for me. Like, no, that's oh, why it's funny because nobody dip, cares about trap post two thousand and three. So you just talk about Headstrong. But like the Diplo and Hunter Gex crap, that's just totally false, right? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, and so I was with Logan. I was just like. What is going on? If anything, like, no, it's yeah. I mean, trapped. I mean, so actually, that tattoo artist that we got our tattoos from, the Trapped account, he got in a Twitter argument with Trapped. <laughs> Who was the artist? It's uh, Jackson Barlow. You honestly might know him. I probably do. The name sounds really familiar. Yeah, he's uh. But anyway, they uh, like. I know Twitter controversy is real, but like. Trapped, like trapped the, went down the rabbit they, hole. Hearts. That's what I was gonna say. They a lot of friends have gotten arguments with Trapped they, over the last couple months before down Trapped flames. got banned. They, yeah, the the last thing the guy did was openly defend pedophilia. Yeah, like it wasn't even political. Like it was just like, what are you talking about right now? Like, and then they banned him, and then their album. So their album sold this this album that Fantano was talking about. 
it sold 600 copies on release day. And then the band was like, no, that number is wrong. It's over 2,000. As if 2,000 is any, is any more than 600, really. But yeah, they're just a meme and they're universally hated. And Okay, so even strong. if this is the case, and even if they are absolute scumbags, what is this? Fanta- <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just uneducated on Fantano's thing, yeah. but like what? He doesn't have to give a rating on his album reviews. He can just say top 10. Well, he's done <laughs> like, that. What is he's this? done that a few times now, like just not given ratings and instead memed on them the whole time. Well, I think the Trapped album is probably the most deserving of being memed Potentially, on. Potentially. Yeah. So that is a, that He is should a thing, do though. that with Nav albums instead of just bullying him all the time, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, he does that. There's one, it's like some it's some European rapper, I think, and the whole review he just eats a loaf of bread and then it oh, ends. Oh yeah, 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 that's, so, yeah. Yeah, Logan talked about that. Yeah, I don't know. Don't call it an album review. It's not a freaking album <laughs> review. I would have like, had a hard time like objectively a, reviewing a trapped album in 2020 though as then, well. Then so. don't review it. Sometimes like, you feel like you got to do it, man. Put, Somebody's got to have their opinion on he their head strong. Album man. review, and I was like, this is not an album review. This is a, a meme. That's I'm, I'm only, going, I'm only going to baited, defend dude. this <laughs> yeah, because well, we agree. <laughs> mislabeling <laughs> things is the funniest joke ever. Like generally, that's all, that's all yeah, YouTube like, is though. Like, yeah. it's like all mislabeled. The fact that H Bomber guy released a uh, a analysis of a gaming web comic, but called it like deep diving into the Sonic fandom is hilarious. The fact that Aaron starts off every show and we're a different podcast is funny. Mm. All right, like yeah, don't say uh, we're the Utah comedians <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, not yeah you really crossed a line this time. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying he crossed a line. I'm saying <laughs> no, I was I'm clickbaited. Saying, I'm saying. Mm. Aaron Aaron crossed the line. Uh, I how dare you call me a comedian? You are. If yeah, anyone, are. I mean, I think Cody established Cody establishes truth, and Cody established this. You are a comedian. Also, what did you guys think about when he broke out of character for just a second? <laughs> I was like, ooh, with the with like the Diplo remix no, one, right? No, he st- yeah, he started laughing at one point, and and mm. it was like because he was holding a strong character. Mm. He, and He's, he sounded like one of those E News announcers. Have you guys ever been up late back when TV was still a thing? Have you ever been up late and then like no. E! News starts playing and they're always like, so-and-so announces that they are getting divorced from yeah, yeah. so-and-so. Uh-huh. And you're like, th- and they all have that same tone of voice. I was brought immediately back mm-hmm. to being like a rule-breaking stay-up-all-night nine-year-old in that moment. <laughs> I was playing Watching Halo 2 and drinking Mountain Dew and listening to Trapped. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. We all got something out of it. Just kidding. Yeah. It was breaking a great, Benjamin. A but... great joke works on many levels. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose so. I yeah. It was, yeah. No, that's that's that's. It was interesting. Poetry in and of itself. I was trying to figure out as if it a was comedian, like a mumble rap album. As a comedian, no. I can understand <laughs> how elaborate a single joke can be. I'm just running the bit into the ground at this point. I'm so, so, guys, legitimately, just one of you do stand up, make somebody record it on their phone, bootleg it up to YouTube, and then we'll never get taken seriously again. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just roast do people it. in the crowd until <laughs> they hey, fight, and then I'll fight them. I don't, it's fine. You're bald. And then it'll be like, so are you. And I'm like, ah, you got me there, chief. Sorry. But I have a hat on, you stupid loser. <laughs> Stand-up comedy is one of those things that if I think like if I... It's one of those things that I just think I could do, but I know if I ever tried, it well, would go horribly. Cody, have you seen the Michael Richards 
uh, stand up where he just straight up calls someone in the audience the N word and then like, everybody just <laughs> That's leaves. That's not funny, but it no. is. <laughs> and then he showed up on like a late show the next day with Jerry Seinfeld apologizing. Like, yeah, like. I'm just saying like that. Stand-up com- comedy is like <laughs> such a terrible, like toxic, horrible place. Yeah. It, 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 it is. It is. Dude, it I went to goes. one in Vegas. We, Me and one of my friends went to uh, like, there's this dude that I met playing hero clicks at Hajimaji in Kaysville. Nice. All right? Shout out to Hajimaji. He's, like he's like this middle-aged British dude, all right? But he hit me up one time. And he was like, yo, I'm living in Vegas. If you ever want to chill in Vegas, like, you can stay with me for free. And I actually took him up on it. And he actually, like, was super chill the whole time, just staying with this British dude for a few days. But he took us uh, to a comedy show in Vegas, and it sucked, like, so bad. It was free, luckily, but, like, we all just walked (laughs) out. Like, it was just like, I hate my wife, I hate my wife, lol, like, That's by the way. That's stand-up comedy. It's like, <laughs> it's and then you find the good stuff, like Hannibal Burris talking about getting his own parade in New Orleans that and drinking lying. in the streets. Comedy gold. And yeah, then you have, for every, like... <laughs> I hate my wife, the new generation sucks, lol, everybody yeah. clap and laugh. For <laughs> every exactly, Hannibal like, Burris... I cannot exaggerate, that's exactly what it was. For every Hannibal Burris or Lewis Black, you got, like, 30 idiots that are just, oh, man, yeah, I don't know, man. Sucks. Yeah. Like... Ninety percent of everything is garbage, though. Mm. You know, stand-up comedy does kind of, kind of. There's, there's a, there's a point where things meet, and the point it's going to is, is a scary place. It's most of the time. just interesting to see. It's like when the audience suddenly decides that they're morally superior to the comedian, <laughs> dude. Because yeah. sometimes, you, sometimes they, were- they will be saying the filthiest, hateful crap and everybody's like oh and then they'll make one joke and everybody's like oh my gosh <laughs> no they and decide like, they decide like their their confidence like people would just not laugh and then they'd be just like sweating just it's <laughs> <laughs> like the joker yeah, and the, the joker ones, when yeah. he's up there with the yeah and then he I, just I, shoots I robert de niro because no yeah. one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what got murray. that point murray yep yeah that that is mm. that's actually it was I that, actually want to see another one because it was a it was an experience. That's an interesting go to wise guys at some I'm, point. I'm keen. That's an interesting <laughs> keen, all right. That's yeah. an interesting punchline that like <laughs> the audience outclassing the comedian. Yeah, it's, it, it, it happens <laughs> randomly. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a great bit there you got. That's a good bit. <laughs> uh, maybe I should go use it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Oh, what? Did you guys just randomly become <laughs> morally superior to me <laughs> just now? <laughs> All right. Just don't do what that one guy did and then have to go on the late night show the next day to apologize. Yeah. To yeah. Him. yeah. Can we can we ever do like a bit on this celebrity apology cycle, dude? iPhone notes app apologies are my favorite thing in the oh, world because I know none of them are sincere, and oh, I'm just reading it. It's like, hey, man, this hey, guy did something hey, heinous. Hey, <laughs> and it's like fourteen dollars so an hour PR secretary. Can you do something for me? Oh man, it's like not even Taylor Swift's phone. <laughs> and it's just a screenshot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just some receptionist being like. It's not, even a, it's not even a word document. It's just like you can like the see least, the battery the percentage. <laughs> it's more authentic that way. I'm telling and that's you, how, and that's how I know none of these celebrities that appear in Android ads have ever used an Android in their life yeah. because every no apology video, no apology <laughs> screenshot has ever been sent in an Android notes app with like that, that italics font that comes with Android. <laughs> oh, that crappy italic font. Oh. That that rules just oh, conceptually. <laughs> conceptually rules. 
I'm going to get an Android and make a notes apology. This episode's going to give me a heart attack. We, we, should, to- we, we should send each other notes apologies for the things that have happened over the last it's, couple it's, of years. It's literally a matter of time before I have to give an iNotes apology <laughs> about sure something I've got I already said on together. <laughs> like, I'm just counting down the days. Oh, man. All right. Bop of the week. It's you, Jake. All right. Um, oh, hang on. We have a uh, transaction. <laughs> Read the caption. I can't say it on the show. <laughs> Too many hex. Yeah. A- well, it just says, this is a pro coleslaw account, and I ain't going to apologize for heck. And then it's me <laughs> yeah. holding a gun to the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. That's, you own a gun. Dude, that's that's a ro- Dude, that's like a Civil War revolver that my friend has. Hey, if it, it's not if even it fires, a good gun. It fires. All right, fair enough, but that's like some British memes. Oh, this guy got robbed in London. It's like, oi, what was he using? He's got a revolver. <laughs> yeah, I saw where's, that Where's your knife license? I saw that video of, of some guy robbing a gas station with literally like a bayonet. Yeah, he's got like, got like a musket. I'm like, dude, yeah. in what world is that like a good robbery gun? Like you, you get one shot off and the cops are already there. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, you shoot a bayonet blank, it goes off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you the bayonet. You're getting dude. shot by the cops with like fully automatic rifles and you just got a bayonet. I, all right. <laughs> I, I, there's a whole bit in there I'm not going to get into it I'm a Utah based comedian Alright all right. Well, welcome as to the Utah, gun violence as, as a Utah based comedian It's important that we all understand When the audience is outclassing the comedians uh, ha- Dude every day I get on it's already that's that's <laughs> someone every, has outclassed me the second I that's show every up. listener from reddit they just get 20 minutes into the show and like oh 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 i mean albert i was a little offended that the way they talked about albert <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> ha, oh, oh, by the way, I'm scoffing, not <laughs> just to be clear. I'm really glad that our audience is nine-year-old edgy atheists because we could never get away with the last ten minutes otherwise. Yeah. Oh, that was some spicy ten minutes, though. Ba- ba- I, I took it down a couple pegs. Like we were up here on the class level, and then I started running bits. Here. All right, my bop of the week. Um, I've been looking for just the. Fattest, most disgusting, blown out 808s I can possibly find. <laughs> I and, love that. And it led me to Hyperpop. Oh, I don't love that. <laughs> it had me there. They had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. I sense the bop of the week is developing some themes. Yeah, so my bop of the week was the track Moving Like a Zombie by Eric Doa. And it is just fantastic. It is actually so good, dude. It is just one of those tracks that will just... It slaps. This track is the definition of slaps. Well, actually, I don't know. It slaps for some, I guess. You definitely wouldn't jam it. But it's got like these nice ad libs with like bit crushed eagle sound effects. What? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Bit crushed right, eagle. Eagles. Yeah, like I'm not gonna do it. But like, if please, you go listen to the song, do it. you're about to. Right? <laughs> I was about to do it. I was debating it. But and then like. I don't know, dude. It's just really, really catchy, and the 808s are really nice, and it's got a good melody with the 808s going in. I just love it. So I don't know where we go from 808s. Like I, that's when, the when we get tired of, of 808s, like what's gonna happen? I don't know if I'll ever get tired of 808s. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, we'll see. At some point, I'll, I'll be 35 he- and completely unable to appreciate new music. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually made a playlist this week, uh, just named 808. And I just grabbed some of my favorite 808 examples I've found, mm-hmm. and it 
in my opinion, it's bumping. So, anyways, though, it's a great song. It is hyper poppy, but it's also just bumping. So, you know, give it a try. Are future bass people doing hyper pop now? <laughs> I feel like I've seen a few kind of. All of the people that I've really loved and followed closely over the years, not really. Mm. But we'll see, I guess. But I don't know. Future bass is getting hard to call future bass anyway. It, it, it's becoming a, such a mix of so many genres and instruments. It's like, present I don't even know you bass. call it pure future bass. Yeah, anymore. when is it going to become yeah. present bass? <laughs> present bass. <laughs> Future's yeah. now. I'll be here all night. Past bass. <laughs> <laughs> I make any EDM fans suddenly feel really morally upstanding. <laughs> They're above us. Uh, <laughs> Just scoffing at Logan. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, guys. We're a Utah based comedy podcast. Oh, my, these scoffs. I don't think the scoffs will end. <laughs> All right. This There's week's, too much potential this week's for Reddit to be re- misrepresented in such a way. They never make it James this deep into the show anyway. Clipping. This week's bop of the week was uh, Hey Jude by the Beatles. Oh man! <laughs> Just kidding. It was. Uh, it was this probably. Is what I get. <laughs> it was probably "Teachers" by Daft Punk. I got the tattoo this week, and so I I had to listen to him on my way home from Ogden. Oh yeah. Which I don't know how to get home from Ogden, so I just took the 89 and it took like 50 minutes, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's one road. I'm proud of you, Dave. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's one it's road great. and it goes straight to your house. It does. Yeah. Well, like I didn't I didn't bother looking up directions to the 15, so I just. Like the 89. Mm. Oh, it's like he took the streets over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, yeah, for if you haven't heard that song, it's just two minutes of them. There's a high voice and a low voice, and they're literally just listing their inspirations. Like, that's it. Except with like some funky Euro dance going on in the back. So. I wonder if Gene Michael Jar is on the list. It's, I wonder if Tom Waits is on their list. He's not. <laughs> I wonder if Skrillex is on their list. <laughs> Are you sure Georgia that Gene Michael Jar is not on their list? Yeah, I bet I'm positive. you. I that seems I, like I looked at the lyrics this week and no seems one seems like Gene Michael Jar would be, but sorry, man. I intentionally said Gene Michael Jar because I don't know how to pronounce it. So just let that be written. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have All to right. I have to break my oath to only promote small artists once again. Not Heck because yeah. y'all didn't bring it this week, but just because uh I also got a tattoo and uh you know as as my dad would say, I hope you like it in 10 years. Hope you don't regret it forever for the rest of your life. I got married at 19 and had a kid at 20. So, shots oh, oh, fired. Oh, is, is this the I never mind. That, that was about to be Careful. a spicy joke. You're, 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 you're leaning, tongue. I'm just saying, you're uh, leaning into your character as a comedian. You're becoming right now. a comedian right <laughs> now. No, 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 no. You're running a bit. That's, that's not even a good joke because my dad legitimately has like six tattoos at this point. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm also going to have to give it to Daft Punk. Off Random Access Memories, there's a little sleeper track right before the finisher called Doing It Right. And everybody will be dancing and will be probably feeling it right. I think that's what they say. But I've been listening to this song for almost 10 years and really can't Has it even, even been decide. out 10 years? 20. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've got ink in your arm, dog. Yeah, whatever. It's, you not, know, it's, okay. it's poisoning my years. brain. <laughs> no, it's part uh, of the tattoo aftercare is just soaking it up with the... <laughs> with roundup. The I heard that before the show started. No, it was like... Well, it was 2014, wasn't it? 13. 13, yeah. Yeah, something See, like I, that. I don't have ink in my arm, so I can... <laughs> right, right, right. Can you can slip up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, 
It's so great. It's so minimalist. And that's why that's what I think the best Daft Punk songs do is just really let the beats carry themselves. It's just a vocoder. It's just default 808 drums. And then Panda Bear comes in doing stuff that almost makes me want to listen to Meriwether Post Pavilion, but I'm not advanced enough level to do that yet. Or Olivia Tremor Control. Right, Bro, that enough. is a good song. That's a freaking good song. Yeah. All right. My, uh, my bop of the week. I wish the actual studio recording of this was on Spotify, but it's not. Grrr. I but there is a fantastic live version, and this is a band that basically sounds the same live as they do in the studio. It's Half Light by Porcupine Tree. Um, the song's only half sung by Steve Wilson, and then the rest is sung by John Wesley, who was never actually an official member of Porcupine Tree. He was just a touring musician, which is bizarre, because he toured with them for Such like a decade. Such an unfortunate title. Yeah. Muse has one of those, too. Yeah, and Green Day has two. Yeah. Green Day's had one since like American Idiot. Yeah, that guy that no one likes. I don't even know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Billy Joel. It's like it's like all of those uh like the Beatles. Like there are two attractive Beatles. And anybody who says they're a fan (laughs) of the other two is just being George Harrison, don't even. George Harrison is very attractive. All I know is when all I know are the two attractive ones. I don't think so. Ringo. Actually, he might. It's, Ringo it's and I don't even know what he looks like because he's traditionally attractive. He was traditionally attractive, and then Lennon because he was mysterious. All I he know is out you know what? Man. When George Harrison was the he real did, one, he the did whole get time. snuffed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Look, all I know is when Tarantino saw the picture of them walking barefoot across the street, he, he was attracted stoked. to all. of He them. was stoked. <laughs> I seen a picture like, this week of like Tarantino with like a shot scope. For filming during Death Proof, and he's just like staring at someone's foot. I was like, "Good for you." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't get it, but you know, hey. Uh, oh man. Well, yeah, Half Light by Porcupine Tree, nice off the voice. anesthetized live in Tilburg album. Uh, my bop of the week's got to be Jack Johnson "Holds to Heaven." Mm. I love Jack Johnson, and I have been. I I think the album's called On and On. That's a great album. Early. Er- it's hard for me to say because I think my favorite album by him is Sleep Through the Static, but early Jack Johnson, definitely, he's kind of... He did that uh, Curious George movie. Yep, yeah. he did. That was <clears throat> that was the one he did. A movie I've on. never seen and only listened to the soundtrack of. Same. Yeah. I'm the same. Good good times. I like, and I will never see it because it has a small chance of ruining no, the no, soundtrack No, no, no. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that movie is essentially a music video to my understanding. And Beck was supposed to originally write it. The, 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 the curious Michael George. Sarah in a hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> curious that really, George. Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael. Sarah. Oh, no way. <laughs> no. Cody. I love the hard times. It was just an article I shared in the Discord. It's hilarious. It's like we interviewed this person who we thought was back, but it was for fifty minutes. But it was just Michael Sarah in a big hat. <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. No, but um, no. Originally, I heard that um, Curious George was supposed to be back, but then the director decided that. And I can see the intersection there between having, like, Beck could almost do it, but Beck's kind of a little too uh, psychedelic, weird, dark. There's a dark side to him. No man that made Midnight Vultures should score the Curious George movie, and that's not a value judgment. That's just objective. <laughs> it's a great album. It's a great uh, album. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about Midnight Vultures. I'm not saying anything about Curious George. Just saying that they're fundamentally incompatible. <laughs> <laughs> I've said my piece on well, the Well, you know what? Vultures. Nine Inch Nails scoring um, Soul, so these things happen. That's messed up, too. 
And I'm really, I'm out here, I'm out here trying to stand for that Trent Reznor version of Hurt. And he just keeps. Did you listen to all of the downward spiral though? No. I would listen to it in that context. It makes okay. a lot more sense than just kind of on its own. Hurt? Mm-hmm. No, I like, I like Hurt on its no, own. No, I, I know, but I'm saying like, listen to it in the context of oh, the downward okay. spiral. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah those big concepts but i don't know you can't handle those big concepts it seems no not at all i've, I've been known big, to like I have concept small, album. i have i have the smoothest brain you could you could scoop my brain out of my skull brain. and skip it across a lake it bounced like six <laughs> times yeah you wouldn't believe it that's why i listen to mumble rap <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh the utah comedians podcast we will be here next week hope you have a good one we were kind of jokey this one